Hey everyone, this is Brian with Church in the Loop, and it is Memorial Day weekend. So, let's pray and look at the Word together and see what the Lord has for us. Lord, I thank you so much for this special weekend of Memorial Day, where we recognize uh, in remembrance those who have died for our freedom that we enjoy today. And Lord, all of that definitely points to you because the greatest example of someone dying for us to be free and live in freedom is Jesus, your son, who came, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross for our sins. So Lord, I thank you for that truth, and I thank you that we can um, celebrate the greatest memorial of all, which is the death and res resurrection of Jesus on this Memorial Day weekend so that we can be free. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sometimes we we see the news uh, and it's just so terrible. Um, the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, um, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, um, the famines in Africa, um, the social injustices around us here in the states. There's so many ways to be discouraged. There's so many news stories that just sound horrible, and they are. Um, and I would encourage you to be a person who's involved. Um, pick, pick something that stirs your heart, your compassion, and research it. Read, get involved, make a difference, uh, get educated about that. Um, I think one of the, th the worst things we can do, especially as people of God who are trying to follow Him, is ignore the evil around us and just pretend that, you know, it's somebody else's fight, it's somebody else's problem, and we don't get involved. So whatever it is, uh, I do encourage you to get involved and make a difference. Um, and so um, find that, find that passion that you have and ask the Lord to help you in that. But I want to direct your attention on this Memorial Day weekend um, to... Micah chapter 7. Uh, the prophet Micah was really about 700 years before Jesus came, and you had the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. Um, God's people were kind of split into a north and a south. And um, there was a lot of politics involved. The world stage was becoming more dangerous, and armies were starting to press in towards them, and which who would one day conquer Israel and, and um, Judah in the south. And so the writing was on the wall, the clock was ticking, and their freedoms were being taken away. Um, their, their hope of a better future was starting to really um, disappear. And so the prophet Micah, he, one of his main points of his ministry was to return to the Lord. Um, that is really your only option. If you want a better future, it starts with God. Um, and God knows we're sinners, and he wants to meet us in that identity for who we are so that he can lift us out of that and change us. But the people um, continually had a stubborn heart. They continually wanted to do things their way. And so the story just trudged on of one of judgment and one of um, disarray and disintegration for the, the, the nation of, of, of God's people, Israel. And so Micah... Part of his ministry was to warn them of that, but also to remind them that God is still faithful. And one of the amazing things about God is 
God always leaves himself on the hook for his people. You can, you can go to the bank on that. God always leaves himself on the hook for his people. He has every reason to say, I'm done with you. You don't meet my standards. You fail me too many times. And he has every reason to walk away. Um, because that's all true. But he doesn't. He always, in the end, stays on the hook for his people. And the story always circles back to God being there for his people and bringing them back. And so this last chapter of Micah is a good one for you to read when the headlines just seem too much. When you can't find a way to turn off the bad news around us. And if you get involved in some kind of concern or issue in the world today about really fighting for justice and making this world a better place, you need refreshing. You will find yourself struggling with burnout, feelings of helplessness, um, feelings of what can I do? Um, I'm so powerless and all this evil is still prevailing. And these last few verses in Micah remind us that the story is not over, that God writes the final chapter. God always stays on the hook for his people and God always writes the final chapter. So, I hope these words encourage you on this Memorial Day as we remember those who have fallen to protect our freedoms, but also remember the greatest freedom we have is to have fellowship with God as, as a friend of God, as a follower of God because of Jesus and what he has done for us, and knowing that God stays on the hook for his people and he writes the final chapter, and it's always one of hope and redemption, always. Always one of hope and redemption for his people. So I wanted to start in Micah chapter 7 and starting in verse 14. Um, actually, you know, really, <laughs> you could start in verse 7. It says, As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies. You could substitute problems or issues for that. Do not gloat over me, my issues, my problems. For though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. I will be patient as the Lord punishes me, for I have sinned against him. But after that, he will take up my case and give me justice for all I have suffered from my enemies. The Lord will bring me into the light, and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemies will see that the Lord is on my side. They will be ashamed that they taunted me, saying, So where is the Lord, that God of yours? With my own eyes I will see their downfall. They will be trampled like mud in the streets. In that day, Israel, your cities will be rebuilt, and your borders will be extended. People from many lands will come and honor you, from Assyria all the way to the towns of Egypt, from Egypt all the way to the Euphrates River, and from distant seas and mountains. I love this because it's it's breathing hope into his people. It's saying, you know what, the story is not over. Uh, when you skip down to verse 15, it says, Yes, says the Lord, I will do mighty miracles for you, like those I did when I rescued you from slavery in Egypt. All the nations of the world will stand amazed at what the Lord will do for you. They will be embarrassed at their feeble power. They will cover their mouths in silent awe, deaf to everything around them. 
Like snakes crawling from their holes, they will come out to meet the Lord our God. They will fear him greatly, trembling in terror at his presence. Where is another God like you, who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. You will show us your faithfulness and unfailing love as you promised our ancestors Abraham and Jacob long ago. Now, I just want to close with this thought. Now, Abraham and Jacob. Abraham's the father of our faith. Uh, he, God called him and, and he went out by faith. So he's this model of having faith in God. But what's interesting is it says Abraham and Jacob. Um, so what about Jacob? Well, if you remember, and you remember Jacob's story, it, it's kind of a, a story in, in really like two parts. The young the first part of Jacob was he was a deceiver. In fact, I believe the word even means that. Um, he, he was conniving. He, um, he was untrustworthy, um, conniving, a schemer, and, and really someone that did things that, you know, broke the heart of God, made God sad. And yet God stayed faithful. And then one day, Jacob wrestles with this angel, which we believe was Jesus in the flesh coming to wrestle him, and he's changed. Um, in fact, after that wrestling match, God changes his name to Israel. That's like his new side. That's his new, the new you. That's the, the person that God is transforming him into, a person who walks with God, a person who sees God's hand upon him, feels it, believes it, and sees God's story being written around him and knows that his place in that story, that's the Israel, that's the new people that God was forming. Well, what's interesting here is the very last verse in Micah mentions the name Abraham, and you would think it would say, and Israel, that's the new you. That's the new you that's changed, that's no longer who you used to be. But no, God says, Jacob. Why? I believe, again, it's an amazing example of God's mercy to us. Because he says, Jacob, God is saying, look, I know the depths of your own self-sabotage. And I know how you are a broken vessel. And I love you. And even in your brokenness, I call you beautiful because you are mine. So God could have used the name Israel here. But it would almost send the message of, oh, maybe God's only restoring the best part of us. But the truth of the matter is, when he says Jacob, it's like God's way of saying, I will restore you, the whole you, nothing less than the whole of you. Meaning, there's no part of you that my redemptive love won't cover. Even the part that you'd rather forget that schemed against me, that did your own things, that deceived others, that was selfish, that was rude, that was uncalled for, that was unrighteous. I will even redeem those parts. I'm the God of Abraham and the God of Jacob. I love that. Because that's the kind of God I need. 
And so I pray for you, my friend, as we celebrate Memorial Day, that this Memorial Day would be a reminder to you out of Micah chapter 7, verse 20, that God is the God of Abraham and Jacob. God's the part of you that is to have faith in him and walk with him like Abraham did, but also he's the part of you that you'd rather forget like the name Jacob represents. He loves you completely and he holds you completely and he restores you completely. Lord, I thank you so much that you have made restoration for our lives possible through Jesus, your son. And I thank you that it's not based on us being Israel, but it's on us being Jacob. You meet us in our lostness, you meet us in our brokenness, and you bring healing where only you can, even to the places we're ashamed to think about and go. You're already there with your redemptive hand. Thank you, Father, for loving us deeper than we could ever love ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray.